Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year. Welcome to Cheap Podcast episode number 66. This is the Unprofessional Podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave, New Year of Wrestling Rudden. I'm Henry, the New Year's Baby Gilbert. I'm Chris. Woo! Antisa. Brett. Uh, screw Brett. <laughs> oh, I should have said Henry Rainmaker Gilbert, because we're going to be oh, talking yeah. about that later from in, New in, Japan. In the baby. second segment. Uh, Matt there, Damon, yeah. Danny DeVito movie. <laughs> uh, we've got some changes in store for Cheap Podcast this year. Yeah. Um, this is the last episode, huh? Oh, well, no, they'll be a little bit more frequent, and uh, I think uh, one thing that I've decided to do is flip everything. <gasps> Basically, just put oh. the se- second segment first, first segment second. Uh, mm. So we'll be talking about the current events in wrestling, which is Wrestle Kingdom, in the second segment. But I thought we'd lead off with, you know, we always try to put some uh, some old clips of wrestling into our episodes, mm-hmm. and I kind of want to front load that because I feel like that's the more timeless element of this of this show. So uh, I agree. Uh, I, this one was inspired by something that happened over the Christmas break. I know people generally don't care about what happens uh, in wrestling during the holidays because it's well, all what like does happen. There's some sort of dumb or, Christmas brawl or something. Yeah, there's yeah. the uh, there's. Did the, that John Cena gif with the um where, with the chair? Steel chair? Did that, that come was, from this year? No, that was two years ago when <laughs> was great. when uh, Alberto Del Rio ran over Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> and last year was my year least did, favorite Christmas. Last song. year was Bad Santa, which is Damian Sandow against Good Santa and Ho Ho Hogan. I remember Ho Ho Hogan. Yeah. Well, no, you actually mean 2014. Yeah. So not last year, the year before. But. So something did happen during uh, like all of the Christmas oh. celebrations, and not just uh, the tribute to the troops where the good guys always win. Mm-hmm. Out of Jacksonville, my our hometown, my uh, hometown. A lot of troops there. I guess. Mm, yeah, yeah. Something actually happened. A tag team broke up. <gasps> what? I, oh right, I did see this. I have a I have a clip of it, and it's actually kind of sad. Now I know you and I are doing our own thing. Yeah. But don't forget about me, big man. I'm gonna forget okay? about you. We ride together every week. We're best friends no matter what. Okay. We're prime time players. And, and we can still team once in a while, right? Every once in a while. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Aww. Love you, man. I love you, too. Yeah. You, Thank you. All right, man. You see the Saxon. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so he's putting on the tears, like, to be comical. But, like, that was, like, a rare tag team breakup that was mutual. It's like yeah. the Seinfeld episode. Like, if you said your tag team broke up mutually, it's kind of not. Like, but this like one, Titus O'Neil is getting popular, and Darren just Titus is, like, is uh, moving up, and Darren is not. Yeah, there. I did also in that clip. There was a scene of Darren once again saying how rainbow is his favorite color, yeah. which uh, is interesting. I like that when he slips in a little bit of his gay stuff in there. Yeah, uh, yeah it, you know, the only other time I'd seen that recently was when Ryback came, when Ryback yeah. came back and was a good guy. They had it wasn't on TV, yeah. but they had a scene with him and Curtis Axel going like. Yeah, I guess we're broken up. Well, yeah, that's yeah. So that's what this half oh, of G podcast is about. It's about tag team breakups. 
Aww. And um, like they're very rarely mutual. And the only other instance I could find was Axel, which was mm. Ryback and Curtis Axel. Uh, and actually capturing this clip made me realize like Ryback shouldn't be a good guy. No, he is. He's better when he's kind of a bully and kind of like because he can make jokes. Whereas mm. current Ryback is just like feed me more. I'm a big baby. Yeah, uh, look at my bib. Yeah. Uh, but this was Ryback actually being funny. Now it's time for the Axe Man to get on a roll here. So I've been giving it some thought while we've been talking, and maybe it is best that we go our own separate ways, okay? That's what you think? Yeah, man. So I'm going to tell you something. Cool. All right. I'll see you down the road, okay? Sounds good. All the great tag teams get back together. The Barbarians. Yeah. It's not Legion vacuum. of Doom. The New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> yep. DX, NWO, Barry Horwitz and Maven. Yes. Sasha <laughs> and Earthquake. Yes. They all get back together and so will we. With That's uh, half that... sweet but half like just stupid. Like Maven and Barry Horwitz were never tag team. They were just like two of the worst wrestlers of all time. <laughs> um, well, because it was another of those moments like Ryback. Ryback's all happened when Ryback seemed to just be in the doghouse or something. Yeah. Just like... Yeah, Ryback, you just go over there with Curtis Axel, who will never go yeah. anywhere. But like, just listening to that, it made me think like they are—they were a rare tag team where it's like it's two bullies. Mm-hmm. We're not actually that strong. Like they're two bullies that always get their comeuppance pretty often. So, yeah, and like, and they got to be funny, which like neither are really doing. Like, mm. I, well, Curtis Axel's not doing anything right, and Ryback <laughs> is just being boring. He, he the Axel Mania train was so interesting until. Uh, uh, until yeah. the thing he imitated started becoming not cool. Yeah. So I've I've got a couple more clips, but like those are the only ones that only ever seem mutual, and I think it's like it, it's almost a current thing. Like these mm. both happened within the last like year and a half, yeah. and it makes me hope that like the new day when they break up, it'll be like a nice breakup. Uh, so but then I feel like that that eliminates a great feud that usually people want is like now they got to yeah. fight. So I, with, yeah, yeah. I have to say those mutual breakups that happen and usually on a, an online only video yeah more so tells me that the writers didn't give two shits about breaking them up on tv yeah and so the wrestler said well you can't just have us wrestling yeah. singles again we need some explanation yeah, yeah. and also at these both of these I don't, I don't think anyone was clamoring for a titus o'neill darren young match or a ryback curtis axel match they're yeah. both well, like, it wasn't well probably the like, also had a breakup two years ago yeah that was like nobody cared yeah, prime. To, yeah, they just they were together and then they weren't, and then they yeah. came back and everyone was like, "Hey, that theme song that we all like," and everybody gets yeah. to do millions of dollars and dance, yeah. and then it's like, and now they're broken up again, and it's like, well, they were tag team champs, yeah. and like, give them something to do, because yeah. I, I can, got, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, they got, I think they have a lot for Titus to do, and they just don't have that much for well, the Darren tag, to do. And, no, yeah. the tag team zone in WWE is garbage and has been for a very long time. Yeah. Like, it's just New Day is mm. they're great. Everybody else is junk hmm. their their booty yeah okay, uh, thanks for showing new day the support on uh, uh <laughs> on new year's yeah, yeah new yes. day new year power positivity <laughs> got a couple more and the rest are very harsh it might break your heart uh, i'm gonna i'll go reverse chronological like a kid breaking yeah. a heart uh that's later this is uh okay. a kid breaking a heart of a heart this is like a shield breaking uh-huh. <laughs> ah in case you haven't figured it out yet what I do better than anybody is adapt. Last night was plan A. Tonight, plan B. You can actually hear the guy. There's yep. always a plan B. 
that one guy in the crowd who saw coming. Yeah, and when you watch the clip, oh, Seth, when Seth Rollins winds up, yeah, like you like, can hear this dude. No! Uh, it is beautiful, and I feel like, other than Roman Reigns' win uh, mm-hmm. last week, if, and, and Vince coming back, it was the last time a thing happened on Raw that you're like, holy shit, a thing yeah. happened on Raw. That's yeah. amazing. Like, it's pretty rare that happened. It's something you think they'd say for a pay-per-view. Yeah. That's what was so amazing was the pay- the night before on pay-per-view was the Shield's finest hour. They beat Evolution for yeah. a second time. It ends with them doing their fifth thing. You didn't realize it was their last time together. Yeah. Like, it was... Yeah. Yeah, and they were on a string of like great matches. That's yeah. why, like, I get that you need to break them up at some point, but it's like I still don't yeah. know if that was the best. I time. thought that that one was because like Daniel Bryan wasn't around. They needed to like uh, or Batista. Batista yeah. left that night. Yeah, yeah, so they needed to, like make they needed to shake things up. Yeah, so blame Daniel Bryan for that. Right. Okay, yeah. Done. no problem. Uh, He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, so. but or uh, the belt. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to, to to go back uh, way back in the past because those are ones that like really stuck in my head and really broke my heart. Like that broke my heart. The mm-hmm. new ones yeah. broke my heart in kind of a different way because they're mutual in a and, surprising entertainment. Like, way. We'll, we'll be friends forever, kind of breakup, yeah. which you don't get. The one that people often cite. It, it happened a little bit later than the rest, but it's one of the most heartbreaking ones. But it's up to you, Shawn Michaels. It's up to you. Do you want it? I'm going to turn my back to you right now. And if you want to go on your own, then walk off and leave. If you want to stick together and make this thing work, when I turn around, we're going to shake hands and we're going to go on a rock and roll like the rockers can do. Ladies and gentlemen, the rockers! So Shawn Michael shakes his hand. Told you. Tag team specialist. See, one without the other isn't any good. Oh, oh I knew he was going to do, do that. that. What in a I just knew he was going to do that. He don't need Janetti. I told you that off and on. He made so much better with Bobby Heenan. What a despicable act that was. Kicks him, throws him through a window. Go here in a second. There it is. Where did the window come? This is the best part. Right through the glass window of the barber shop. Janetti tried to dive through the window. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, I love yeah. Bobby Eaton. That was on the barbershop uh, interview thing where the yeah. uh, Bruce Produced Barber Beefcake had a barbershop. It was yeah. just, okay, it's yeah, just yeah. an excuse for an interview <laughs> segment. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that where they're like, let's give a wrestler an excuse to wrestle other interview other wrestlers yeah. Yeah. and just give them a themed corner or whatever. Well, yeah, there's Miss TV, you know. That's, I guess that does exist. They do, they do turn the, uh, the microphones upside down. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's something. But like, yeah, they used to have like Roddy Piper's Piper's yeah. Pits, and they had the Paul Bearer's uh, Funeral Parlor. And Brother Love, too. Yeah, they would have, I like, dedicated me. sets for your stuff. So who was the team in that? The Shawn that was the Rockers. That was the Shawn Rockers, Michaels baby. And Matt Marty Jannetty. Okay. The Rockers were the high-flyingest, funnest tag team. I love yeah. the Rockers as, as an 80s kid. This was this was the day the music died for me. It, yeah. but, but it was such a turning point for them to see Shawn go bad guy. It's... Kind of the beginning of the new generation right there. Same yeah. with uh, Brett started going solo around this time, too. Yeah. There, there was no, like, mm. storyline yeah. breakup yeah. of the of the Hart Foundation. Mm. And same with, like, when I think of other big tag teams, how they broke up. It just was like, oh, yeah, that was the brand split. And yeah. they were just put, they were drafted on different shows. That yeah. We did the uh, listen to $10 up patrons, but we did the commentary on the WrestleMania X7 TLC match. Mm-hmm. Dudley Boys, Hardys, Edge and Christian. When yeah. the Bryan split happened, I believe the next year, 
all got sent to separate shows. They got split up, and it was that was the death of their tag division pretty yeah. much at that point. From then on, after that, the tag division was like, hey, these single guys don't have anything to do. Like Kane yeah. and RVD, they don't have anything to do. Let's just put them together. Yeah. Christian and Chris Jericho, they don't got nothing. Jericho, mm-hmm. all the like, poor, like Jericho just became halftime a, a tag wrestler pretty yeah. much. But the uh, the Shawn Michaels Marty Jannetty breakup actually kind of fueled other breakups down the line. And uh, here's a clip of two guys talking about that with their breakup. <laughs> Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, the Rockers. When they broke up, Shawn Michaels went on to become Shawn Michaels. This is the Miz and John Morrison, by the way. Oh. While Marty Jannetty went on to be, well, Marty Jannetty. Ouch. Ouch, Miz. And at bragging rights, I will prove that I am the Shawn Michaels and you, my friend, are the Marty Jannetty. Well, that's that's just impossible, Miz, because Marty Jannetty never had sweet merchandise like I got. No, you can tell which guy ended up being successful out of that group. So the guy not, who actually sounded natural during that interview. Yeah, not unlike Shawn Michaels and Janetti, one was much better on the mic mm. than the other. Though, yes, Miz is the Shawn of those two. Yeah. Because he headlined a WrestleMania even. That's mm. insane. But he's not anywhere near yeah. Shawn Michaels. Well, meanwhile, John Morrison... Still doing pretty good, yeah. but on different things. Mm-hmm. So he's not as unsuccessful or as, as addicted yeah. to cocaine he's a, he's as Marty yeah. Jannetty. He's a lucha, right? He's a lucha underground. He's Johnny yeah. Mundo, and he even stars on a telenovia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas around the time that Shawn Michaels was like winning his first championship, I remember going to a local wrestling show, <laughs> and Marty Jannetty was selling autographs for $5, and I didn't have $5. I had $3, and mm-hmm. I said it, I asked if I could get his autograph for three dollars, and he gave me an autograph for three dollars. Oh, so he rolled up like, that. He rolled up those three dollar bills. Yeah, and snorted uh, a <laughs> lot of coke. With that, I'll sign anything for three dollars. That uh, that one night only tag team reuniting of the yeah. Rockers was a pretty great thing on Raw. One of a, a great Raw moment. Yeah, I don't think that would have happened if Shawn Michaels wasn't like seeking so much forgiveness. Over, yeah, he was like, just like, like, "Oh, I hope everybody uh, forgives me. I do love Jesus now. Forgive yeah. me, please." So. Who would you say is the most broken up with man in wrestling? Oh, jeez. It's, it's like during that time frame, maybe a little bit beforehand. Oh, um, well, it's Paul Roma. No, mm-hmm. wait, the Hercules? It's it's right. It's staring you right in the face. It's Hulk Hogan. Oh, like come, People would break up. Sh- okay, people yes. People will break up with him. And actually, as these clips show, like... I can kind of understand why the guys would break up with him, even though they're building up Hulk Hogan as like. I can the, think of a couple reasons why. Yeah, I mean nowadays, uh, because you're not white would be a good reason. I mean that's just one. Yeah. How many uh, black guys did he actually take? To? He, I don't even remember. None of none that I have. I think well, it just mean his continual politicking yeah. like that. Yeah. Did, did, also, did any of them have daughters? He talk about during a fuck tape. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I actually, I'm having trouble remembering any black people other than Zeus mm. in the movie yeah. I can't remember any black that he fought, guys yeah. he fought well he wrestled Kamala a little bit but that's yeah. kind of it but Man. the people who broke up with him almost exclusively white but they also had good reasons most of the time as well mm-hmm. uh, I'm on I'm on Randy Savage's side that's for sure well here's his argument Elizabeth. I can take anything <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you something right now those eyes right there those eyes Lust Elizabeth, you understand that? You got my face, you got lust for Elizabeth right there. And I'm gonna tell you, it makes me sick. I can't even stand to look at you. You turned my guts into. Did you wanna come at me, man to man, for the belt? 
I would beat you one, two, three. That would be okay. Try and talk some sense into this guy, man. Try and talk some sense to was this uh was this a meta thing at this point or was this actually happening well, in real life yet? Ray said was really that protective of Elizabeth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm wondering he would like lock her in a locker room for hours yeah. when So he, the other boys like, wouldn't talk to her. Though I mean everybody was fucking everybody back then, so I don't I wouldn't trust half of that locker room to not <laughs> yeah. at the very least push hard for a date with Elizabeth. I something. was I did just recently read like a lot of like uh chronological stuff where people like collect all these interviews about this one topic and one of the topics was like how much Sonny like fucked dudes behind yeah. uh, uh, Chris Candido's back Sonny and Miss Elizabeth could not be more different women I yeah. think but yeah Sonny was just having fun she's yeah. I don't know she was having sunny days yeah. like weren't, wasn't there a period though where Savage in real life was like convinced that Hogan was sleeping around I would not be surprised and I mean yeah. like that is surprisingly mature for 1989 WWF. I just, Everything else during that time yeah. was just you know, it was more it cartoonish. Was superheroes this, doing. Yeah. Well, this was them implying like you want to have sex with my wife, yeah. go or my girlfriend yeah. or whatever. Go to hell, Hulk Hogan. You, ca- you carried her backstage and ditched me during. A Honestly, match. he was wrong to do that. Hogan, like Hogan, should have gotten the bellkeeper or somebody else. Like, hey, take her to the back. Yeah. But I have to make sure I like Randy Savage is okay. And instead, he picks her up and carries her to the back. Yeah, that's bullshit. But man. in true Hogan fashion, he does come back and they do win. Of course. Hulk Hogan couldn't even lose the match that was supposed to start a breakup angle. Nope. Had to win it. Though the speech Randy gives him before WrestleMania 5 of like, look at you always hot dogging it. I hate your guts. You lied to me. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm like, I feel like this isn't a shoot. This is just a shoot. But the Mega Powers were a great tag team. Yeah. yeah. Now the Meta Powers, not so much. Yeah. What was another tag team of his? Um, this wasn't so much a tag team, but it was still a pretty big betrayal uh, mm. that happened to Hulk Hogan. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, even. Did you ever once, once in your life, offer him a championship match? Oh, he was right. behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, Anselm, shoulders. <laughs> Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason. To challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. We're friends. We're friends, Andre, please. You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. And then he tears the crucifix off and makes Hogan bleed. Makes him yeah. bleed his own blood. It's yeah. amazing. But Bobby Heenan is right. Andre yeah. is one of the most dominant wrestlers of his generation. Hogan owes him a world championship match. Mm-hmm. It just Hogan, it feels like Hogan's running from him by saying, like, no, we're just too good of friends. Yeah. I can't do it. But to show how much like storytelling evolved in, in two years, like with the maturity with Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan breakup. Uh, the the what set that off was that they both got trophies. Hulk Hogan got a trophy for being champion for three years, and Andre got a, a trophy for get for being undefeated for fifteen years. Wow! And Hulk Hogan's trophy was bigger, <laughs> and that's what set off Andre the Giant's jealousy is that he got a smaller trophy. Like well, if some trophy maker had just been like, hmm, maybe we should make him same size, over, that would have been avoided. It was pretty fun though over the break to watch. I looked up. I wanted to find Christmas stuff on mm-hmm. the on the network. And I found a 
primetime wrestling from mm-hmm. Christmas, and it's just Bobby and Gorilla like goofing around the whole mm-hmm. time. Like they have no prompters, no written stuff. But there, there's a there's a minor story they're setting up that where they say, "Hey, wait a minute, Andre had been." had been barred from wrestling by you and then he got reinstated and you were the only person there and bobby's like i don't know anything about that (laughs) but they were setting it up at that point it was Mm. interesting i can't really think of any other big breakups that played out in the same way like over interviews a lot of the time it's just like somebody will leave during a tag team match like one that was heartbreaking but didn't have a lot of good audio like was strike force oh yeah that was the jump off the yeah rick martell and uh tito santana but they've redone a million times yeah which is literally yeah it's been recreated so many times where someone's standing at the apron waiting for a tag Mm -hmm. and they jump down and, and don't wave, take the tag. Yeah, like, oops, sorry, yeah. buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of another like great tag team. Like uh, the Rock and Sock Connection, they yeah. they just kind of broke up over like Al Snow f- messing with his book. Remember that? Yeah. Like his book came out and he gave it to The Rock and then Al Snow threw it away and then Mick thought The Rock threw it away. And it's one of those situations where it's like, are you not watching your own backstage segments? Like yeah. <laughs> they just implicated that Al Snow did it, but because yeah. you're not watching it, you don't know. Like, Well, in the someone... canon of the thing, yeah. I guess they're the kayfabe of that is they're not recording yeah. back and that was like so. that was special in the fact that it was like somebody breaking up with somebody but for a reason that was not true mm-hmm. i can't remember yeah. how the world greatest tag team broke up yeah i think they just went to separate shows too like yeah or charlie so, haas just was like fired or, quit yeah. or something i don't know and there's a couple instances of like the Dudleys breaking up and like Edge and Christian breaking up where it's like, I can't believe he's turning on his own brother. And it's like, well, they're not brothers. That yeah, doesn't work. I guess within kayfabe, yeah. the Dudleys are brothers. Mm-hmm. Not, not, uh, not. Or Edge like and the Christian. smoking guns. Yeah, the smoking uh, yeah. yeah. Well, same with like Road Dog and. Why did Road Dog and Billy Gunn break up? I forget. Did they. There was when X DX just shattered and then one became generation. I, I, just, I remember them going after singles titles. Yeah, and... it was funny to be. Uh, you remember that Road Dog was going after the hardcore title. Yeah. Billy Gunn was going after the IC title, and then they won the opposite title yeah. in a in. And they're like, "Wait, I wanted to have the only, other yeah. one." It was like wife swapping, but the titles. <laughs> like though, I don't, no, like Road Dog look. In. Road Dog looks like a guy who should be have the hardcore title. Yeah, yeah. Not, and Billy Gunn does not look like a hardcore title winner. No, yeah. he's like IC champ. Yeah, yeah. but they, yeah, they did the opposite. Which, and the, I guess weird. that was just Russo going like, no, let's do the thing they like, uh, swerve them. Don't, I right. should be doing a terrible yeah. New York accent. We got to do the thing they don't think us is doing. Yeah. Also, I remember how sad it was that like Road Dog, when he went singles, he still did his Road Dog intro because he couldn't yeah. lose his thing. He's like, yeah. but it's just, it's me, the intercontinental champion of the world. Yeah, it didn't, uh, it doesn't didn't work. really work. Yeah. No. I'm trying to think of like what kind of breakups today's tag teams should have. Like I said before, I don't want the New Day to have a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. I want them to have the Ryback soul. Like maybe we'll team up again at some point. See you down the road, yeah. kind of breakup. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think most of them will just be broken up by injuries. Like yeah. or the Usos. The I mean, Usos that's kind of with, never uh, have dragons. Yeah, the yeah. Usos kind of never they have. Can't. can't. Though then again, you would have said the same about Three Minute Warning, and then one became a superhero, and the other became Umaga. And yeah, but they died. were twins. Like, yeah, they were I, twins. Can't, yeah, can't watch like two twins fight. I twins. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then me 
meanwhile, like Lucha Dragons will be separated when Sin Cara uh, finally just injures himself so much he's gone. Yeah, and mm. that and I, I think he. Yeah. I mean, you he go might down, have already. Then you go down to NXT, and it's like trying to think of those teams eventually. Like, how's the Ascension gonna break? Yeah. I, I doubt they'll even both being laid off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they'll still be together. They'll just be going <laughs> yeah. together as like the Descension. Yeah, and, uh, I think they could do cool stuff in Lucha because the their their yeah. gimmick is just like let them be like weird the one tag team other dimensional see, beings that yeah. show up to the one tag team I actually want to see have a genuine breakup is the Vaudevillains <laughs> oh yeah just cause like they could have like they're the only two people who are like each other on yeah. the entire roster they're both stuck in the 1940s so they could have a 1940s inspired feud that'll go on for a little bit <laughs> did you That'd see be funny. there were some there was some big love news over wrestling love news over the weekend first that Aiden English got married to Vicky uh, Guerrero's Vicky daughter, Guerrero's daughter. The, and, and Eddie's daughter. Mm-hmm. So, and then meanwhile, uh, Zach Ryder and Emma made it official that they're uh, they're an item. Man, I love, were, em. I love Emma. They were at the Chateau Marmiz uh, New Year's <laughs> Jesus New God. Year's party. That, Miz uh, through New Year's through. party that a lot of wrestlers went to. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, I forgot how hot the Miz's wife is. Like she is like whoa. When did she wrestle? Uh, she stopped. She yeah. was a diva. Now mm-hmm. was she, Maurice? That's her name. Yeah. But uh, speaking of breakups, we're going to break up the two segments of this show uh, and head to break before talking about Wrestle Kingdom 10. Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling will return after these messages. Bullet Club. Welcome to the Break for Cheap podcast, where we try to fit in uh, the last-minute wrestling news and stuff that happened, being because we recorded around Wrestle Kingdom instead of a pay-per-view. Uh, Henry, uh, you brought up that the what, like the entirety of Bullet Club seemed to give their notice at NJPW. All right, so this is breaking news that is uh, that right after Wrestle Kingdom, multiple performers gave their notice, including Shinsuke Nakamura, Man. the bet, my favorite guy there. His opponent in Wrestle Kingdom, AJ Styles, yeah. uh, and members of the Bullet Club that include Doc Gallows and uh, Carl, sorry, Anderson. Carl Anderson. Which, I, I wonder how they implement them, because if, if WWE signs these guys... I mean, they wouldn't just quit. The only thing they'd quit for, you'd think, would be WWE. Yeah. And WWE's been working hard to sign talent like them. Yeah. But if they want to get like the most out of that signing, do mm. you put them in NXT where they... like? Even if they show up for the next tapings, which probably wouldn't mm-hmm. happen, like they're like a month or two off, or do you put them on a live show like Raw and immediately show like we have? Look, it's the new year. Get into it, people. We've got great crazy so, things happening. No, I don't think they come on. I don't think anybody premieres on Raw anymore. The last person to do that, who was a New Japan transfer, was a little guy named Lord Tenzai, and he didn't go so well. Yeah. So. I think they are just going to bring him to NXT and slowly implement him there. Like, I think Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, yeah. is their uh, template. They're like, yeah, this is how we're going to do it. Even with AJ. You know, AJ honestly should just appear and be like, yeah, I'm fucking AJ Styles. I'm the awesomest guy in America who never wrestled in WWE. Yeah. But 
to do that would recognize would have to recognize his time in TNA, mm-hmm. and they would never ever do that. Never do that. Uh, well, to quickly touch on Raw, Henry, you I, I'm reading these results too. You yeah, I don't know what yet. happened on Raw. Oh, uh, so I mean, of course, the, the main event was Roman Reigns defending. I the guess Sheamus. He won, and Vince McMahon announced that Roman Reigns is actually defending his title inside of the Royal Rumble, which I have no idea how that works. Uh, but there was a return in the, the form of uh, Chris Jericho, who oh, returned, yeah. he returned to confront the New Day. He also announced that he'll be in the Royal Rumble. Cool. Glad that's not a surprise. Yeah. But I wonder yeah. if that's to set up, like, he could win. Like, that's the one thing he hasn't done. And he, yeah. like, with how depleted WWE is, he could potentially be in a main event. And it wouldn't be like, what's he doing there? That's true. That's true. Except for the fact that he's he's lost almost every return match he had. Uh, but the bigger thing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, Heath uh, Slater beat what? Dolph Ziggler. What? And started a faction. I swear I thought like this was uh, This sounds this was like fake, a joke. This sounds like fake Raw results and, and egg on my face, but I'm on a reputable site. Heath Slater won and uh, started a group called the Social Outcast with Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and Adam Rose. This is like the happiest this, news that's ever happened. Wh- this is like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's good they finally said, "Oh yeah, we have all these guys. Yeah. Like, why aren't we doing nothing with them?" Wow, that sounds like awesome. And I I think though uh, my prediction for what's going to happen with the uh, with the New Japan guys, the uh, people noticed after the fact. They didn't notice watching it. Carl Anderson was wearing Finn Balor yeah. trunks, and so. Finn's been talking. He's been. He's got a new shirt. That's the Baylor Club. I think he's just going to have a Baylor Club ah. in New Japan yeah, or yeah. in NXT. At least with Carl and Do- Doc. Mm-hmm. I think Carl and Doc Gallows. But yeah, I think uh, I think they'll appear. Nakamura, honestly, I think it's a mistake for him to go. Kenta mm-hmm. was never a megastar in Japan. Mm-hmm. He was a good star, pretty big, named recognition, but never a megastar. So it was okay for him to tra- to me. It was okay for him to transition to NXT. Shinsuke Nakamura is a mega star there. So for him to be like, and now I'm in Orlando. Hello, like that's it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, so beyond just listening to this show, subscribing, and uh, giving five stars and doing all of that stuff, there's a there's so many ways you can support uh, Laser Time, Cheap Podcast, and all of the surrounding properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got oh my, we just started thirty twenty ten this week. We've Jesus, got Talking right, Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, your podcast, Cape Crisis. Cape Crisis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're all getting into the swing of the new year and the new mm-hmm. comics. Yeah, uh, and there's also uh, well, there's ways to support us though. You were saying like Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. Yeah, we just did a commentary for Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. And we also do for ten dollar and up people. We do that wrestling commentary yeah. every couple weeks, and and also now we do a comic book yeah. commentary every couple weeks on a classic yeah. episode of a cartoon. Yeah, look, I guys, guys, I swear before Royal Rumble we will do a full Royal Rumble commentary. Oof, boy. Look, what's I, I just got the shortest I, Rumble. I, yeah, I'm well. There's ninety five, but that one sucks. Ugh, no uh, but uh, I'm looking up other ones. I've got them all. I've got them all. I mean, ninety two so. is the yeah. best rumble if we're gonna do yeah. a good one. Yeah, it's not. It's not too long. But anywho, uh, yes, yeah, uh, it's Patreon. Uh, yeah, you get the wrestling commentaries. You get the comic book show commentaries. You get bonus time, which is our way to decompress every week, where we talk about like the events in our lives and other weird things Restart that have happened. Start the week after the weekend. Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's a nice little kind of uncut sort of show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, we've got Amazon links throughout the site uh, for you to click on. And, uh, you know, once new video games start to come out this year, you should start buying those. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, un- until then, 
Thanks for supporting Laser Time, Cheap Podcast, our Patreon, and using those Amazon links. Back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. my best to correct yeah. you i know them a lot better than i did the last time we did talk yeah. about new japan and it's and uh, i'll probably be in the same keel as the uh wrestle kingdom annou- english announcers hey uh we're back uh with cheap podcast right now we're gonna start with two people because uh we're the only two that watched the entirety of wrestle kingdom 10 mm. all what six hours six and a half and, i think yeah, yeah like the file itself was like super long but they had they had a lot, a lot of, of dead skip. air a lot of stuff you could skip there was like this thing with like Doraemon or whatever yeah there's a new and... live action Doraemon movie which apparently Tanahashi and uh, Makabe are both in uh, so are they going to ads for it I don't know <clears throat> it was like 20 minutes long but I did see a couple tweets saying this is better than seeing Florida Georgia Line like yeah. this is garbage but I'd rather see anime characters in stupid costumes do a dumb caveman dance uh-huh. than listen to Florida Georgia Line talk <laughs> or play music yeah uh, so yeah uh, we watched Wrestle Kingdom 10 yeah. uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's biggest event of the year Pro Wrestle Ikose and we once again had English commentary this it is did. their third event they had Wrestle Kingdom last year then they had King, King of, of Pro, Pro Wrestling. Wrestling in September and I everything stories ended tonight mm-hmm. and new ones will begin again to, right. to mark tonight whatever so maybe you can explain some of the stories that uh, worked sure. with the, the New Japan Rumble uh, well, that Which, there's no story to that. But. It was that was insane. It was, it was stupid, yeah. but also I'm glad I watched it because, <laughs> for one thing. It had the surprise of of the Royal Rumble, which I like. Mm. Like, what the hell, uh, Meng is here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, King Haku is he was yes. billed in this. And, uh, well, he's the father of Tama Tonga from yeah. Bullet Club, which is why he came out in a Bullet Club shirt into uh, the Bullet Club theme. He's also the father of Camacho from NXT, yeah. who. Which is weird because it kind of made him look Hispanic in his yeah. role, even though he's 
Tongan. I think he's like, I mean, the last thing, it was just weird that I saw him there because the last I saw of him was on The Rock's Instagram yeah. where he bought Haku a car because, <laughs> like, he helped him train for his first match. And, like, mm-hmm. and now you're uh, in a battle royal yes. with a guy named Cheeseburger and Captain New Japan and yeah. all of the weird, all the very old men, which made, very like, very old it, men. Like, you brought up that it made the, the gimmick battle royal from WrestleMania X7 look high work rate. It was yeah. just. There were some guys that were like, "You are too old," mm. and I like they did have the Iron Sheik booking. Uh, I forget who it was. Kabuki. The Kabuki, yeah, great Kabuki. Who they was as they said over. on the as they said on the commentary, he made his debut in 1964. Oh my god, he began wrestling in 1964. Wow. But I mean, I like that he at least got to get his spot in, and yeah. Because of, I think also because of like honor, honoring your elders is such a big deal yeah. in Asian cultures. I think that's why they also didn't even beat him. They're like, you know, you're just disqualified. Please leave. Like we can't, yeah. nobody can do a move to you and not hurt you. So just, you spit your, you spit yeah. the mist, get out of here. Buddy. I, yeah. Wasn't like the whole respecting your elders thing is why half of the people who got eliminated were pinned by like five dudes. At the I same think time. so like, too. Yeah. Like this other old guy, like Fujiwara, he's. Mm-hmm. Another legend takes like five guys pinning him to win. Yeah, well, because the name yeah. Fujiwara Armbar, that was yeah. another of my favorite moments on the commentary. Where it's like, he's putting on the Fujiwara Armbar. I think it was uh, Matt Stryker yeah. said, he, he just calls it an armbar. Yeah. Like, and there was, uh, yeah, Cheeseburger, who is a ridiculously like skinny. Like a 110 pound new Ring of Honor guy. Yeah, who his thing is, he's a joke, and he throws yeah. cheeseburgers in the audience. And, yeah. uh, he managed he, to make it near the end. Yeah, just... but and I like that Jushin Thunder Liger was taking him under his wings. Like, no, get up, come on, yeah. try hitting this guy. Oh, that didn't work. Well, try hitting this guy. Oh no. <laughs> and they had Saito, who you know was wearing a Calgary shirt because mm-hmm. he came up through the Stampede organization. Ah. It was at least like a neat to see. Wow, here's all these famous names who you never see perform anymore. Yeah. They get to stand in a ring for five minutes, though it was. One of the most sloppily booked things I ever saw. And the ending was ridiculous. Like, it was the stupidest ending ever. So, last year, mm-hmm. Yuji Nagata won. And he you parlayed that into challenging Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. It was seen as, like, his last hurrah. He's a guy yeah. who's, like, 48 or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a wrestler who was in WCW versus NWO, the video wow. game. So... That's how long he's been around, as was Hiroshi Tenza. Mm-hmm. But uh, but meanwhile, this year, the guy who won was Jado, yeah, yeah. who almost never even wrestles. He's a behind-the-scenes, he's, he's co-booker with Ghetto, his former oh. tag team champion, tag teammate. Jado and Ghetto book it. Jado, Ghetto's always in the corner of Okada. Mm-hmm. Jado's rarely on screen. And then Jado just comes out with comes a out huge last. girl yeah. as last. And then he throws out Taguchi and... I honestly can't remember the name of the other guy, but they they both loved doing... They both did hip attacks back in the old days. And uh, then he throws them both out so he could win so they could promote that idol's album. Her her album, like, that was... (laughs) That was, I think, the first time Yoshitatsu Mm -hmm. had to do... Explanation. Translation. And when he did, you're just like... Why'd you even bother? He's mm-hmm. like, oh, what'd they say? Uh, she said her album is out February 7th. <laughs> well, great. Good for her. <laughs> February 7th. Good. Uh, it was weird seeing people from last Wrestle Kingdom getting kind of demoted into this. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Takaguchi. 
got yeah, put to this and had a cameo later on. Uh, and Sakuraba, who was yeah. like, yeah, I think he fought like for the open weight last year, like the the their hardcore. No, title. not the no no no. He did. It was like a fake shoot one where it was right. submission knockout or pinfall yeah. against Minoru Suzuki. And he literally just did a MMA fight like a week ago. Like yeah. well, that's why he was still it. fucking bruised. Yeah, it's this. like, God, did yeah. he, I mean, I guess if you're going to like do something so, and you've just been beaten up in the last week, then yeah, do the battle So royal. 15 years ago, Sakuraba was one of my favorite MMA yeah. guys. I loved his MMA work. And to see him now is just like, you're old, you're beat up, mm-hmm. you're kicking a 70 year old man yeah well what are you doing <laughs> saku anyway yeah it was it was stupid it was messy so yeah. many people just bumping into each other's backs like oh wait am i supposed yeah. to hit no yeah. no i'm not uh, no <laughs> i can't hit you you're 70 so yeah. and seeing haku tap out to the anaconda device i i was a little annoyed at that too even though tanzan is a realer regular wrestler than than haku mm-hmm. But Haku is the toughest MFer in the world. He should never tap out. Yeah, but, man, like all the stories about him, like Wait, yeah. like Andre the Giant was scared of him. Like, yeah, he doesn't seem like the type who would tap out. That was what was fun to me to think about that he's one of the few people. I think he was the only person on this Wrestle Kingdom who appeared at a WrestleMania and in a Wrestle Kingdom match. Hmm. And like, can you think of anybody uh, else who maybe someone from the next match, which was the uh, the four way tag team match? Uh, so ah, were, that's right. Yeah. There's one other guy. Yeah, yes, so, you're correct. Uh, Matt Seidel, who was Evan Formerly Born. Formerly Evan Bourne. I, he probably had a, I think he was into Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah. Ones. He totally was. He it totally was so strange was. seeing, since I've, I've been watching a lot of uh, Lucha Underground to get prepared for the new season. So, like, Prince Puma's all over the place <laughs> on that. See, yeah, you're seeing... An unmasked... Uh, you're seeing Ricochet, uh, who is Prince Puma from the neck yeah, down. Pretty much, yeah. They put Prince Puma in a mask, too, I think, because they... Part of his thing is that he's... He should be Hispanic because yeah. it's a, he's an Hispanic style hero. Yeah, but that is not what Ricochet is. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know whether that's ethnicity ethnicity is, but him and Seidel are a perfect tag team. They are guys who fly like yeah. they both defy gravity. I'd say Rick, even though nobody flies like Evan mm-hmm. Bourne, still uh, technically Ricochet like gets bigger air. I think. Yeah, yeah. But it was the four way for the uh, junior heavyweight. Yeah. So um, the champions were Red Dragon, Bobby mm-hmm. Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, then there was Rapungi Vice, Rocky Romero, and uh, Trent Beretta. Who I don't, yep. I don't think he ever did WrestleMania. No, uh, <laughs> certainly not. Wasn't he? Beretta was there, but no was way he, was he uh, Zach Ryder's tag team partner? Uh, uh, Maybe Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, never Beretta mind. was a he was in WWE at one point. But yeah, he was never on Mania. Okay, and then uh, the the Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, and they it. who had uh, Cody Hall, who I'm like just counting that like when is he gonna be in NXT and like because he's he's got the family thing yeah and he looks like looks like better than his dad did like just uh, physically yeah physically. he looks like he's more even Nash's son he's so yeah. tall even though Kevin that's something like Scott Hall is a tall guy he just looked short because he was next always, to a seven foot exactly, tall guy yeah. he's. If you were to meet Scott Hall, you'd be like, oh, you're like three inches taller than I am. Mm-hmm. But Cody Hall still is like, he's been a young boy for over yeah. a year now. He was introduced actually as mm-hmm. the trainee of the Bullet Club last year. Yeah. He's still got a lot to learn, but he's getting better. He's definitely yeah. way better than he was last year. Yeah. And is fine in small doses, especially as the giant in a yeah. juniors match. Yeah. 
And I mean, like he did work out well in this match because like people are getting jumping out of the ring, getting flown around. He did like a razor's edge. On, I forget to who, but like into a pile of dudes outside yeah. of the ring. It was a bit like people say Ring of Honor does it a lot, where it's just like a lot of high spots that don't really matter. Yeah, like, the people kick. I mean, yeah, that's the thing that bothers me. You got eight guys in there, right? Yeah. And they'll do a crazy move to each other. Like, yeah. you've got eight dudes. Just have someone break the pin. Don't kick out. Yeah. If somebody's going to do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an inverted pile drive yeah. or whatever, they'll do a crazy move and then an aerial move on top of them. That's a pinfall. Like, if that yeah. doesn't if that doesn't pin somebody, what pins somebody? Mm-hmm. Then you know that. Yeah. That's what bothers me. I was rewatching some R- I was watching some ROH stuff this weekend. When I was like, come on, guys. Like, you can't keep kicking out of this stuff. There's excuses. You can get the ropes. You can mm-hmm. you can have the ref distracted, whatever. But yeah. that's a finish. But yeah. also, I felt I wished... It goes back again to the Young Bucks, which I think they kind of had to do because Bull Club didn't win anything else this night. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Seidel and Ricochet should have had it. Mm-hmm. It was theirs... Is theirs to win. I love their stereo shooting star yeah. presses. That's amazing. No, I didn't. I thought the ending was dumb, where it was like they both did that, mm-hmm. and then one of the young bucks like slaps Matt Seidel on the ass yeah. when he's doing it. Which at like Seidel should stop, know he dude. got tagged. Yeah, yeah, like it's like every time they do that ending, it's a lot more subtler. Like you just like will tap on the leg, and mm-hmm. that you, if you were jumping off the ropes and had all this intensity, all this adrenaline, you would maybe not notice it. But like literally slapped, and it's like yeah. You're, it was like, and it was even a second before it all. He made the jump, so it was like, yeah. The kind I think of, the young buck t- mistimed yeah. it a little too. Hmm. I do love the young bucks acting. Their facial expressions are yeah. so great. They're they're bad, honestly. Yeah. Like they're overacting, but I, it's fun. I, I felt like the the people who were doing it the most were like Western wrestlers. Yeah, who were just like, oh, even Ricochet. Seeing him do facial expressions <laughs> at all was weird. Maybe they were told. Maybe they were told behind the scenes, like, like the Japanese need to see your faces. Your faces yeah. have to tell the story. Speaking of uh, faces uh, that tell stories, uh, the next match was never open weight six man tag team championship, uh, like newly created title, mm-hmm. which was Bullet Club, which was uh, Tamatanga, Jira Takahashi, and Bad Luck Fale against uh, the Briscoe Brothers and Toru Yanu. Yano. Yano. And uh, that w- this was like probably the biggest surprise of the night because I felt like you're not going to give it to the Ring of Honor guys. The, the guest stars who are with, who are with tag the, teaming with the goofy idiots. Yes. Like that. The, why would they win the titles yeah. for the first time when, when Bullet Club needed a win that night and yeah. them being the, I don't know, I think that adds more prestige to the title. And it gets titles on the three guys in Bullet Club who yeah. suck the most or who are the lowest on the card. Like... Yujiro Tanahashi yeah. doesn't do shit, man. Yeah. He's, he's Tamatanga looked cool with the face paint. Tamatanga looks cool, but he also loses too often, even though he shouldn't. Well, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Bad Blood Fale is mm-hmm. the he's their heater, the mm-hmm. the bruiser of the group. Mm-hmm. He doesn't lose as much. Like he actually last year at New Year's Bash, he started a two month long uh, thing with Okada, and it was actually a really good um, rivalry between yeah. them. But me, yeah, they should have won. Instead of giving it to the ROH guys, I wonder if it was just a favor to ROH. Like, yeah. hey, we'll give it to these guys, and then Toru will defend mm-hmm. it with them in America, and yeah. then he'll go back. And yeah, I, the Briscoe brothers, I need to double check this, but I do believe they're one of the 
they're homophobic dudes. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're definitely rednecks. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have even said that without double checking it because and, it would be unfair. I mean, they well, are. they do it. They are missing a lot of teeth. I was like, oh, okay, well, I can see. Like mm-hmm. you guys have been around Ring of Honor forever, and uh, like you're big, but you don't have that WWE look because you don't have all of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also the match where I thought, you know, I didn't think that the English commentary was great. I thought mm-hmm. it it was fine for what it was. Where like I I can't pay attention to to this one thing for five hours. Mm-hmm. Like they'll call spots and I'll be able to tell when it's like okay, time to pay attention again. Which was ba- that was like the baseline, and then they provided some you know additional information here and there. But this is where I got the most angry because it happens so much in Lucha Underground where Matt Striker anytime there's like a woman he like like sexualizes oh, yeah. her way uh, too much and creepily like makes Jerry Lawler look I don't know like a normal guy but that's uh, not but cool Striker yeah. is just he's, cre- he's creepy the way he like mm. talks about the women in, in he's like matches. what yeah I know well the like, camera yeah, look, I usually look at this on the internet and it's like uh, Lawler doesn't say that Lawler you, yeah. Lawler seems like he uses print to I, masturbate <laughs> too so it I guess he's a more modern perv but yeah. uh Oh, yeah. It was in May 2013. Uh, Jay caused a controversy on his Twitter account when he threatened to fucking shoot, in quotes, anybody that tries to, quote, teach his my kids that there's something that there's nothing wrong with same sex marriage. Uh. So, you know, not the biggest Briscoe fan mm-hmm. myself. I uh, you know, hey, yeah. if you like them, they, they were really good wrestlers and they mm-hmm. were. Hard-hitting dudes, like... And then, meanwhile, Yano is a goofball who's yeah. who comes Carries to the ring DVD. with a DVD yeah. to be like, you should buy this DVD. <laughs> like, that's his... And who hits people with a chair, and he's yeah. like, oh, aren't I funny? I hit people with a chair. <laughs> and he fucking does the Rob Van Dam yeah. thumb at you spot, <laughs> and then looks like a frog and makes a frog face. Yeah. I don't know why Bad Luck Fella I... couldn't have just fucking won this, but, uh, you know... Striker's a perv. Also, the camera is a perv. They did it the same with like yeah. later with Amber Gallows. Like, who's ever telling the camera person like, no, zoom in more on her boobs. Mm-hmm. No, more, more. Unless you're a, a pop idol, and then you're then they like, t- yeah. take a yeah. They it seems like a weird division to make. Like, I guess probably <laughs> her management was like, don't you fucking <laughs> don't shove the camera up her ass, yeah. buddy. Uh, so let's move on to the next match, which was probably the one I paid the least amount of attention to. Mm-hmm. It was the Ring of Honor Championship match because I just mm-hmm. felt like there's no there's no New Japan guys here. It's yeah. two New Ring of Honor guys. Uh, I caught the end of it, mm-hmm. and it you know it was it was pretty good. It was a Jay Lethal against Michael. Oh Elgin. yeah, it was a real good match. Yeah. I think uh, the Black Machismo is awesome. I yeah. always liked him. I but I thought Elgin would win because in yeah. Japan they have come to really like Elgin. He yeah. was he was on the G1 uh, Climax tournament and then tag team with Tanahashi in the World Tag League. And yeah. so I figured they were setting him up to be a Japanese favorite and then he wins the big belt mm-hmm. which wouldn't be his first win, but yeah. I guess there- I like one of the things, this was one of the times where it's like, okay, Kevin Kelly, he does, he works for Ring of Honor, so he can tell the story a little bit better, and it helps in that respect. But again, I was just like, this is the Ring of Honor one. It's like pretty almost halfway through the event, so I'm kind of checking out and yeah. like doing other things while this is going on. But like, I mean, yeah, they said like Michael Elgin, he had won the title, but not for very long, so he kind of, you know, I, was I thought he was gonna, to yeah, and I love Michael Elgin, like too. I love that he's he's kind of like a stockier Cesaro. Mm-hmm. He does some Cesaro type spots of like, look at my fucking strength, I'm pretty awesome. Except mm-hmm. he's pudgy and beardier, but uh, doesn't have the movie star looks of Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, compared to last year at this point on the card was when they had Jeff Jarrett in a garbage, oh, useless yeah. match. So compared to that, this was way better. 
Also, ROH is about to tour in Japan in a few months, so I think this was also to introduce Japanese fans. Wasn't it it last year to introduce uh, Games for Windows Wrestling? Yeah. Which I'm still not sure has started airing yet. They filmed episodes and uh, can't find a network. (laughs) If if TNA can get on pop, like if that's where TNA goes, where does GFW even get to be? uh, Who knows? So the match after that was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship uh kenny omega against kushida uh best entrances of the night oh yeah Yeah. easily the best entrances a lot of entrances let me down they should be having wrestlemania level entrances like these all the time but so that shows you where toguchi was that he was on the pre-show last year and then on the pre-show and then (laughs) the idiot sidekick to who who shaved his mustache like he shaved his mustache and in off yeah. to be Doc Brown in the was Doc that, Brown costume. I, I, I can't remember if he had the mustache on during the pre-show. I think he did. Huh. I think he did. I, but, but I gotta say, he was the better cosplayer. Yes, he was. I mean, uh, granted, Kushida had a match to do. Yeah. But, like, he's... his. But he basically just wore the stuff and walked mm. out. Like, didn't do a lot of Back to the yeah, Future stuff. I mean, in previous years, the Time Splitters gimmick, he came out in a... Yeah. In a DeLorean, like probably in one of the like five DeLoreans that are in Japan, he yeah. came out in one of them. But this year, yeah, he—I mean, the Doc Brown cosplay was pretty good, and yeah. he had the he had the remote control. It like, looked so much like the remote control in that movie, which is amazing. Yeah, it was a great fight. And meanwhile, Kenny comes out in his competing time travel '80s film yeah. Terminator, mm-hmm. and he's the Terminator with. Wait, oh, that that was one of my favorite spots of the whole night was the young bucks mm-hmm. doing the like. But on the trash cans because he's the cleaner, and so he comes uh, out with the trash cans to clean it up. And yeah, to be honest, this was a weird match for me just from the way they had set it up because Kenny should have held the belt all uh-huh. last year, but instead he loses it to Kushida, or he lost. Yeah, he lost it to Kushida halfway through last year, which I was like, no, Kushida should win it at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh-huh. And then Kenny won it back uh-huh. two months later and has now lost it again to uh-huh. him, where it just seems like redundant. I. I wonder what happened for them to go yeah. like, oh, Kenny, you should lose this now and then win it back and then lose it again. Yeah. But I thought for a while there was like, there was like scuttling about that like Kenny Omega wouldn't even be at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Um, there were with a couple. It's always yeah. with foreign talent. It's, oh, it's yeah. kind of a thing. But I also I think Kenny should just go up to heavyweight. Like mm-hmm. that's what his his old tag teammate Kota Ibushi did it. Mm-hmm. He uh, Kenny should be doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and I think he. He'll do a lot better. This should be the end of him with junior heavyweights. Yeah. Like let let Kushida have it. Let him wrestle. Uh, you know, all there's a ton of great junior heavyweights out there. Let him go against yeah. Ricochet again. Did he, Finn ever make that jump? Uh, no, Finn never did. He was always the littler guy. He actually he wrestled some heavyweights yeah. in, in some open weight matches. Like he wrestled Okada in a very good <laughs> match, but uh, he never officially went up to heavyweights. Yeah. It is weird because. Just to have that weight distinction, in, mm-hmm. in, in, especially like on this card where I'm like, does Okada look that much bigger than yeah. Kenny Omega? Like, I think they fudge the weight some yeah. of the times, but it is... They were also saying like Kenny Omega is really topping out the weight mm-hmm. class. I'm like, yeah. I think, too, it's just a thing where they want to... He wants to be more like shoot fighting by yeah. saying... Uh, Oh, these we have weight classes and stuff. Instead, in in WWE, it's basically like everyone's a heavyweight except mm-hmm. for Neville and yeah. and Kalisto. Yeah. 
And the, but the, even I, when they when they had like the the cruiserweight belt, you could tell like it was the high flying guys who were probably like low two hundreds. Yeah, and generally the guys who would compete for the top main title would be well, high two hundreds. It's also that Vince kind of doesn't like littler guys, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, this match was really cool, and I know sometimes in the past they've I've seen in interviews Omega is concerned that they don't give the juniors enough, as much time, mm-hmm. but because this show was like so long, yeah. I think they got I think they had quite enough time. And mm-hmm. did you like the uh, the hoverboard his hoverboard Kimura block? Mm-hmm. I think it's the hover- and hey, mm-hmm. you're you're the you're the Back to the Future guy here. Yeah, you want it though? Again, like his uh. It's just the clothes for this match. So, uh, but but seeing as how Terminator Genesis was uh, kind of a dud, I, like there's one property that's on the upswing that had its 30th anniversary last year. The other one is kind of the franchise yeah, that shot inv- itself in the foot. So it's he like he invoked the wrong thing yeah. tonight. I guess Kenny did. And though this was also one of the matches where I think Ta- Yoshi Tatsu had his worst. Yeah, yeah, he had his worst <clears throat> his worst commentary because mm-hmm. they were just like, what what is that? What yeah. Kushida like shit that he should know when he saw yeah. Kushida's name all in English? Mm. It's like Kushida's name like that. What does that mean? Like, no, Stryker should be asking you what that means that his name oh, wow. is written in English because that's a custom in New Japan. You yeah. should know Yoshi. They should. You yeah. should be asking them. And it also seemed around. Well, it was more like the like the last two or three matches where he's just like silent. Yeah, and even them, I think they even just gave up on prompting him to be like, yeah. so Yoshi, you know, yeah. aren't you mad at Bullet Club? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah, I win. <laughs> and they also, I don't want to make fun of, I'm not trying to make fun of somebody who doesn't speak English correctly. Yeah. Apologies there. But there were a couple of times where they ask him a question and they're just silence. And then yeah. Matt Stryker just had to laugh and be like, yes, you nodded your head. That's true. Like, mm-hmm. it's. You have to yeah. speak when you're on commentary. <laughs> commentary is speaking. Yeah. I think that's universal yeah. no matter what language you speak. He was all right earlier on where it was like guys that he had worked with where he could be like, I drove with him. Like little things like that kind of helped. Goto like, and I were in the same class. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, just kind of clammed up near the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next match, which was for the tag team championship, which was Bullet yeah. Club, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson against Togi Makabe and uh, Tomoaki Honma. Yeah, there you uh, go. and Homa, yeah. he's the 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 loser guy who does the headbutt. Yeah, the Kokeshi headbutt loser has never had a title in uh, New Japan. Also, may have beat his wife, girlfriend. Oh, may, girlfriend. may have he longtime girlfriend who I believe is another pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. She said that there was a history of domestic abuse there. Mm-hmm. He uh, says that is not true, and that yeah. if anything, she abused him. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's leave it for the course to decide, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Oh, I will say, it put kind of a sourness mm-hmm. on this match. Even though I have been a big Homa mm-hmm. fan, mm-hmm. I I have been loving him all year. He had one of my favorite matches the last yeah. year against Ishii. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was a fine match. I don't like Makabe, mm-hmm. um, and I honestly am kind of sick mm-hmm. of the Bullet Club tag team too. Mm-hmm. Carl Anderson is amazing, and he actually had a, a couple yeah. good singles matches last year that reminded me, like, oh yeah, you're slumming it in tags, like. Doc Gallows, yeah. when he was Luke Gallows in WWE mm-hmm. as the Straight Edge Society, like he was great as a tough guy, but he yeah. is not a good wrestler. Like he was just, he's Braun Strowman, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he's the, that's, that's what his job yeah. was. I did like M- Makabe last year. He was the one who fought for the, uh, the Open Weight Championship. Uh, 
And like that was one of the more brutal matches of the night. And this one, it just kind of seemed like yeah, he was you want to take not it slumming, not slumming it, but like you're taking a backseat to what you did last year. Like he's mm-hmm. not even the more prominent guy on this tag team. Yeah, but they got to win. They got yeah. the gold, and they took the. It was another one where Bullet Club lost. I'll be interested to see what happens tonight at New Year Dash mm-hmm. because Bullet Club is really like on the downswing. Yeah. They lost most of their belts, other than what the Young Bucks got. Mm-hmm. They still sell so many Bullet Club shirts, I can't imagine they'll actually will break up yeah. Bullet Club. But last year, Bullet Club was ascendant. Like, in mm-hmm. February, they had a thing where they had all the gold again. Mm-hmm. And Carl Anderson just talked for 10, minute about, 10 minutes in English mm-hmm. in the ring about how Bullet Club is the awesomest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Also, there wasn't as much English swearing tonight as I had uh, last yeah. on the show as I'd hoped. You only got it in this match. Even from Makabe, who his thing is to flip the bird all the time. Like, he just uh, always has his middle finger up. I just hope this is the end of their tag team. Let Gallows go his Mm -hmm. way. Let Anderson get back into the singles competition. Yeah, I did like the uh, Young Bucks earlier in the night giving a shout-out. The only time they have to to talk is when the camera's focused on them as they're leaving the ring. And they're like, Mm -hmm. uh, Neville, Kevin Owens, what's up? (laughs) Oh, wow, I missed that. Well, because sometimes they mute the... They have to yeah. mute the music because they don't have the licensing right. Yeah, like, so much of that, like especially this is a the opening. Song. Yeah, in the Rumble, yeah. it totally was. But and, and they're all like, "I know this song," and they're like, "Well, we don't." Yeah, like, I, I would not like I would know it in the first place, but just the fact that like they say that and then immediately this song has been changed. Yeah, it's the the most glaring one is Makabe. Mm-hmm. That was when they won the titles. They play Makabe's music, which mm-hmm. is "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin. Oh. Nobody gets to use Led Zeppelin <clears throat> music in movies or. Mm-hmm sports or anything and so they just have to mute it i'm like at least they've subbed in music mm-hmm. on other on many other ones i've watched it's like and it's silence the guy yeah. won silence just mm-hmm. like not even commentary just it it really kind of sucks the air out of a win of somebody when there's complete silence uh so the next match was uh hiroki goto against tetsuya naito 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 uh mm-hmm. this is another this was another one where it kind of was not paying 100% attention. Uh, it was a good little match, yeah. but I'm actually kind I think the wrong guy won there too. Mm-hmm. So the story was there that Hiroki Goto is like, he is Bushido. He's the honor mm-hmm. of the samurai. That's all his thing. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Naito went to Mexico and came back evil. Okay. And he's lazy and evil and has a Mexican style team, though with mm-hmm. Japanese people on it. And that his thing is, and he cheats and he, he got big heat last month or last year for getting a disqualification in a match, which mm-hmm. happens about twice a year in New yeah. Japan is ever a disqualification. And it's usually the great uh, Kabuki. Yeah, it's great Kabuki. But so I, Los Ignobles mm-hmm. is there, or Ignoboroles, mm-hmm. uh, that's, his, that's his team. I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to be the new Bullet Club. They're yeah. getting set up as, as big guys. This match, no, because... Mm-hmm. They do every trick in the book to Goto, and Goto should have lost. But he, like, he got kicked in the balls. Mm-hmm. He got he, but they they try to miss him. He dodges the miss. He gets kicked in the balls. He kicks out. Evil attacks him too. He kicks. He ignores that, and he still beats Naito. I'm like, well, the Naito sucks. Like, mm-hmm. a good heel team, they can beat you if they cheat three times. Yeah. If they can't beat you if they beat cheat three times, then they're a loser bad guy team. Yeah. That, like, that is like when right league, league of nations like, like league of nations yeah, yeah. like or it reminded me you know i guess because we were watching wrestlemania x7 mm-hmm. but when right to censor 
was coming up. They couldn't be beaten. They could cheat their way out of anything. But once they lost, it was like, nah, no amount of cheating for my dissenter will stop a loss. They will, people will just fight through it. And so that's the feeling I got from this. I think maybe the booking might be slightly (laughs) different in a Japanese promotion for this thing, but it was just like, eh. I don't know. Naito, Naito should have won that because he should be the guy challenging the IWGP champion next, honestly. Like, that's where he should be at, in my opinion. Next match up was for the Open Wave Championship, which was uh, Tomohiro Ishii against Katsuyori Shibata. Yep. Uh, I This one I think I l- overlooked a little bit at the start just because... Like last year's match, it was two of like the burliest dudes just like <laughs> smacking the hell out it's of each other. Yeah. yeah, and so like I'm like Shibata, he looks good, but he doesn't look like the kind of person who would have that same level of brutal match. Mm. Uh, I mean, it did pick up at the end. And- yeah, well, it was really just about them. Like, it was almost a comedy spot of mm-hmm. all right, I'm gonna sit down, kick me as hard as you can. Yeah. Mm, barely felt that. Let me kick <laughs> you back, like. It was a lot of weird back and forth and like pissing contest, really, was what the match was. I love Katsuyori Shibata because he doesn't seem to know it's fake because his kicks were like, you're trying to knock somebody out. You're trying to break somebody's arm. And all these other people, when they go from a young lion, which is like a trainee to a full-time wrestler, that's when they color their hair. That's when they... That's when they will get fancy outfits, and that's when they will get cool music and have a cool entrance. Shibata still dresses like a young lion in plain black trunks and black yeah. in black boots. Walks to the ring and does no posing or recognizing the audience. And he just like he's like I'm not I'm not a gimmick like yeah. I have no gimmicks. And he doesn't even like you see he's got like sparse body mm-hmm. hair too because it doesn't make him look like Harry, but it just shows like yeah I don't even bother shaving like I'm not gonna shave I'm just me. Mm-hmm. that'd be dressing up for him to shave so i don't know he's got a plain look but because he's so big it kind of works for him yeah yeah but speaking of the young lines it was so weird to see juice robinson <laughs> who used to be cj, CJ parker, parker yeah. in nxt like you were on nxt pay-per-views like six months ago now yeah. you are just at ringside like it was most prominent during the pre-show because mm-hmm. he had to help like you know, 60-year-old men get out of the ring properly. Yeah, well, it's it's also distracting because usually... They're all, the, like, Japanese guys. Well, yeah. actually, no, it's kind of mixed. Because, huh. like, I don't know if you saw in there, there's also uh, Dave Finley's kid is oh. uh, one of the young dragons as hmm. well, or young lions as well. There's a lot of... Yeah. There's, there's a number of white dudes in there, maybe three or four. But mm-hmm. what's more distracting is that, like, traditionally, when you join the young uh, lions program... Mm-hmm. They shave your hair, or yeah. they like it's almost like you're joining the military. Yeah. You get a short haircut, but CJ is like keeping his dreads, man. Yeah. And it's it makes him still look so crunchy, and it's so <laughs> distracting to see this hippie dude with his ugly yeah. ass dreads <laughs> leading out these Japanese yeah. dudes. Yeah. But but besides that, he's like got a tracksuit on, looks yeah. like very like cleaned up. Yeah, the point of the point of young lions is they're supposed to disappear into the background and yeah. they're like support and they also help catch people if you need. Ah. If there's a throw outside the ring in a singles match, they're like, oh, I'll help you catch them. But mm-hmm. pretending to check on the guy, and they're like, oh, no. And mm-hmm. then you catch him. That's traditionally what a young lion is for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a fine match. I wanted to see. Shibata also does the GTS because he used to tag with, uh, ah. with Hideo Itami slash Kenta. But instead, he just like hit him with the goal kick or mm-hmm. the, I forget what it's called. But yeah, the field goal kick yeah. and just knocked his... Knocked Ishii's fucking head off and won it, which yeah. 
it was good. Shibata needs a title, so yeah. And yeah, both this match and the next one were like very kick heavy, which I liked. Uh, yeah, so the penultimate match was yeah uh, the Intercontinental Championship match. AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura. Styles though also Henry wasn't he a bit of a uh, an H phobe. Uh, yes, I think he never said mm. anything as strongly as I will shoot somebody if yeah. they try to. Yeah, look, hey, I don't I don't agree with Styles' mm. political beliefs either. I think he at least learned to shut up about it. Yeah, and that's fine enough with me. I'm not going to buy his t-shirt, but yeah. I can still appreciate Styles as one of the best performers ever. Wouldn't you say, Brett? Yes. Well, I've been so, here the whole so Henry, time. Henry, when, when it comes to your ideology, you said you think your Styles clash. With yeah, me and Styles clash. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, this was almost the same level of uh, the, the, main, the main event. Yeah. But I, I feel like this one was a little bit better. It Just because mm. it was, it felt a bit fresher to me than the well, main was, event. Well, it was. But, yeah. I mean... It's it's hard when you have literally the same main event as yeah. you saw a year ago. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot of pressure. And but also like Shinsuke Nakamura next to just like a couple of the English, uh, the Western guys, like mm. the most expressive person. Yeah, uh, on the roster, though, and especially when you only see him like for me, like I see him wrestle like once or yeah. twice a year. So when I do see him, and it's not because he doesn't wrestle, it's just because I don't seek it out. Yeah. But when he does show up, yeah, he seems super unique. Mm-hmm. He is. Just the way he carries himself, his his mannerisms, like all of it is like, yeah, there's nobody quite like it. So yeah, no way, yeah. And he, but he's also one of the most technically proficient guys in the world. He really is like Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Like he's even mm-hmm. on his Bombay knee is basically yeah. a super kick. Like or it functions in the same way the super kick does. But I will say that his entrance compared to last year was not as good. Or the yeah, year. I missed his uh, his, out, his crazy outfit. Yeah, wrestle. It's like a Wrestle Kingdom eight. He came out surrounded by strippers, <laughs> and it was an amazing entrance. Like, it was insane. And then last year, he came out with, like, a crown and a jacket, yeah. and he he was the king. And this year, it was, like, kind of a velour top. Like. He looked like it was an outfit that looked like he had partied last night, <laughs> and he was here now to wrestle uh, kind of hungover. Yeah. So this was their first match ever. They never wrestled wow. in, in a singles match, their first match ever. So that's why they called it a dream match, too. And it was a really good match. I like that they played into his hurt back, which mm-hmm. apparently is a for real thing, and he mm-hmm. does have a hurt back. Is it is or... Styles. Okay. No, I don't think. Shinsuke's back's that <laughs> awesome either, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they were throwing like, oh man, seeing the, seeing his knee to AJ's back from the corner. Yeah. Like that was great. Seeing AJ pull out the 450 splash again. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And they had so many good counters too. Just like dodge a kick, dodge the styles. Yeah. It's like, you never see that. Like uh, it seems so foreign to me in a point where it almost looked like botching. Cause I'm like, <laughs> they're missing moves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, when you, you never see that in WWE where like they're planning, mm-hmm several misses in a row uh, yeah. where like you might link think like oh they both forgot mm-hmm. yeah. but then when you when you see people forget they they freeze they're just like oh shit what do we do but instead when when the choreography includes some feints and some dodges like it looked pretty cool yeah. yeah i think in wwe they just aren't into as choreographed exchanges and counters like that you mm-hmm. really don't see that kind of chain wrestling as much mm-hmm. in wwe as you see in, in new japan even in nxt you don't see that much chain wrestling like it's more like giant move to giant move to giant mm, move. Yeah, and I also did love the pantomime of uh, AJ. Uh, like, ta- uh, sorry, Nakamura first motions at mm. AJ. Come on, yeah. AJ then does the Bullet Club <laughs> gun shoot at him, 
Then Nakamura grabs the bullet, the imaginary bullet, eats it, and then does a very dramatic, like, body-shaking swallow. I was like, that's such a fun, silly moment. I also like the Bombay knee coming out yeah. of nowhere. And that I too. still love his theme song, by the way. Yeah. It's the it best theme song. It is the best, uh, like, most Ace combat oh, yeah. uh, uh theme song. I was kind of disappointed that, like, Styles set up a top rope Styles clash, but I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, has he ever done it from that height? Not it, from uh, the top rope. Yeah. He's done a, he won last year yeah. at Wrestle Kingdom with the second rope Styles clash yeah. on Naito, but uh, this year now it was, I don't, then again, I haven't didn't watch much of his TNA yeah. career, so maybe he did. Yeah. I could totally see him in an, in an X Division match and pulling that shit out. Yeah. I like Elix Skipper or Floyd mm. Key or one of those other yeah. dorks. This was the match where I was most disappointed that uh, Yoshitatsu had nothing to say. Like, you were injured by this yeah, guy. This guy legit, I... mur- like, almost killed you. Yeah. You should, every time he goes, I felt like that was what, like, Kevin Kelly and, yeah. and, and Stryker kept trying to, like, get him to say, like, this guy broke your fucking neck. Like, say some more shit. Don't you yeah. hate him? Don't you hate this guy for what he did? Hey, I'm more interested in heavyweight championship. Come uh, on, Yoshi. Yeah. But yeah, great match, and I love the ending. Like, I love the way that uh, like Nakamura's running knee looks. Like, yeah. it's like especially to the back of the head. Yeah. That's a mean one. Man. Yeah, that looked really nasty. And then their fist bump of respect, mm-hmm. which they don't do exits of guest foreigner yeah. dudes. They don't do exit stuff like that. So if you watch the, which I definitely suggest you do, watch the Smack 'Em Up documentary. Yeah about uh, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Prince Devitt. When Prince Devitt left, basically his last match wasn't announced as his last match, and he didn't say goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm. But he fought Taguchi, his old rival, and after being the head of Bullet Club for so long, he then showed Taguchi respect, which he had not done for years, shook his hand and left. And I think the point of that is, in that one, and the same with this Bullet Club match, once a Bullet Club guy shows respect and is like, yeah. you know what, I respect mm-hmm. you, Japanese guy, and... You were better tonight, rival. That's it. That's the end. They're like, yeah, yeah I'm done. I'm out of here. That is like, like as, as a character yeah. leading the Bullet Club, it's like that's you're done. It's like when Hogan shook Roxanne. It's like you can't be our leader now. You just showed like respect. <laughs> How so, old is Bullet Club gimmick at this? Like uh, three, three, two, years, three years. Three years. Because yeah, 2014. It turned a year old in 2014 when AJ took over mm-hmm. early 2014. <laughs> And so this would make it three years uh, old. So we're, Devitt we're, we're started. Getting, we have to be getting close to a Bullet Club Wolfpack. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, the shirts keep selling, so that's yeah. what makes me think they won't implode. But yeah, yeah. All right. So let's move on to the main event for the IWGP yeah, this Heavyweight is going as long as the show did. Uh, Speaking of base combat, yes. Kazuhicha, Kazuhika Okada against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yep. Last year's main event. Kazushika. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was uh, last year's main but, event, but a different result. Their third yeah. Wrestle Kingdom main event together. Their yeah. eighth match in total since Okada's return. And they mentioned that this was like they were 500, basically. Yeah, six, three, three to three, three and one draw. Yeah. And so I loved Okada's. Uh, that's the right one. The the Cena the of the Cena yeah. of the group. No, Tanahashi's a Cena. Yeah. Okay, the older one. Yeah, with the with the Jericho looking hair. Mm-hmm. I did love his. Uh, seeming like uh, Lament of Innocence Castlevania style yeah. outfit. It was a little bit more flashy, but it reminded me of Leon Belmont. Yeah. yeah I, but yeah. like Okada's entrance just, I, I don't know if it's just because he's the champion, but just, it just seemed very regal and like big. Even though there wasn't like special effects, there wasn't like all well, the there, there all were the, the dollars flying. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because uh, Rainmaker Rain, yeah. Okada is all about money and gold. His finish like Rainmaker, he has red ink is mm-hmm. one of his finishers. Like, mm. uh, But he 
Yeah, this was supposed to be his arrival as the guy. Like, this is like Hogan beating Andre or um, Stone Cold beating Shawn Michaels. Yeah. One of yeah. the, that's what this moment is supposed to be. Even though he's beaten him three times before, yeah. he's never beaten him at WrestleMania yeah. type yeah. thing. It's like so, when The Rock beat Stone Cold. Like, that, yeah. that last time, like, this time I have to beat you. Like That's why this one, like, yeah. kind of lacked any drama for me. Because I'm like, I mean, I, I enjoy the match, yeah. but or I, I can't enjoy the match. But it was still like, oh, of course he's going to win. Yeah. Like, they're not going to stuff him here well they faked it out a couple good times yeah like no it was out. it was well done the the rainmaker kick out which yeah. tanahashi is still the only person to ever kick out of the rainmaker and he's only done that once before mm-hmm. then meanwhile tanahashi does to okada the move he won last year with which mm-hmm. was the double frog thought, splash yeah. And then Okada fucking does a frog splash better than Tanahashi. It was, it was a good frog splash. Is that was a per, like that was a five star frog splash. Touched his knees yeah. and moved his arms back out. Tanahashi's frog splashes are more like a more like a cross body, mm-hmm. even when the guy's laying on the ground. Though he's great at like Tanahashi yeah. will spin his body however he needs to yeah. get the frog splash. He's great at that. But yeah, it was there were great fake outs like that. Him working all those dragon screws on Okada's legs. Mm-hmm. And the and the Texas Cloverleaf was a cool move yeah. too, but yeah, it was finally Okada's time, and this was Tanahashi's not he's not the ace anymore. He's yeah. not number one, and well, he was it, like what like late thirties 30, or something, thirty nine. Yeah, he's, he's been the ace for over a decade. He's basically like like Cena pretty yeah. much in the same position Cena's in too, where mm-hmm. Cena now is facing Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. who's the new guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this it made me a little sad to see. This is it for Tanahashi. Like, unless unless they double back on this or they think, like, Okada sucks as the new yeah. top dude, this is the end for Tanahashi. Like, he's not going to be on that. He'll now be the new Yuji Nagata. Like, mm. he'll be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, you were the champ a bunch yeah. of times. But uh, be in the lower yeah. mid-card stuff now. You're a tag team champion. You'll win now. the New Japan Rumble at the beginning of the night. Yeah. yeah. That. Uh, but it was a good final and the right guy won. Yeah. You know, sometimes even though it's predictable, sometimes predictable's good. Yeah, I did like the ending. I, I thought that yeah, the, the previous match was just a little bit more exciting, mm-hmm. but they were like they were neck and neck really. But I think it might have been because like I've only seen three shows, and two of them have, have had the same main event that I kind of gravitated yeah. more towards Nakamura. I mean, Okada had a better Okada had a much better match against AJ Styles mm-hmm. back at Dominion last year. You should mm-hmm. look that one up on your New Japan World membership. Uh-huh. You still have. Uh, yeah, I think it was a good match. There were no matches on there. I was like, this is a definite... When At the end of last year, the, the Ibushi-Nakamura match, I was like, mm-hmm. this is a definite match of the year candidate. Yeah. But I didn't feel that as much after this one, mm-hmm. you know? Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't feel that as much. There were a couple of slow moments where, like, it, it was weird for people who have wrestled this often. There were a couple of, like, some of the, you know, elbows and, mm-hmm. and Rainmakers even were kind of like slow mm-hmm. to kind of like allow for like, I know I got to transition into this move. There were, there were a few moments where it slight was, off moments. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But yeah, and it, it doesn't, I don't think these guys get the same sort of, uh, they don't go through the circuits with the same dudes for weeks at a time where it's like, uh, like Cena's been wrestling this guy uh, like for two weeks on house, house shows, shows and now yeah. he, they can do what they were practicing there yeah. on, on raw. Uh, this that's feel, true don't, they don't yeah. get as much uh, uh, yeah they don't get as many much house show practice just do they in, really drive around tours much in, they do uh, do tours but they take they can take weeks off and yeah. even a, a whole month off at huh. a time but when they do tours 
it's mainly six man tags. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's actually one thing I don't like about New Japan, and that I came to why I was only watching the pay per view equivalents basically because when they have the shows that aren't pay per views, it's just. Oh, another six-man tag yeah. with Captain New Japan. Which is eh? like what SmackDown <laughs> right. became for probably a year and a half. Yeah, was exactly. The... Now they got that six-man tag team belt. So it'll be a big that. thing for those shows. Jeez. Uh, but that'll do it for this show, this episode of Cheap Popcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, rating, reviewing on iTunes, leaving five stars, all that good stuff. Uh, happy New Year. Uh, I'm hoping to do uh, more frequent episodes of Cheap Popcast. Oh, boy. So, Please keep an ear open for those. Uh, do you guys have plugs you'd like to impart to? Uh, I do Cape Price is a comic book podcast every week on the Laser Time Network. Also, there's Laser Time, the awesome podcast about whatever the fuck we feel like talking about. Uh, and also Talking Simpsons, the weekly chronological countdown of all ta- uh, episodes of The Simpsons. We're in the middle of season two. Please look forward to it. Wow. Uh, we just will be launching our brand new show, 302010, premieres this week. Uh, unlocked thanks to your Patreon efforts. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash LazerTime. So many URLs to remember. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Uh, it's a show you guys unlocked, the listeners did, and we were premiering it this week. It is a pop culture show that specifically focuses on that specific week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Nice. It'll make sense when you listen to it. Uh, but it's basically an 80s nostalgia, 90s nostalgia, and God help us, 2000s nostalgia. Uh, Ready for it. And then I also do VG Empire, the video game music podcast. Uh, most recently, we did uh, our album of the year episode, which was Undertale for its, uh, well, listen to the show. It's a great, great soundtrack. Uh, VGEmpire.com. All right, so playing us out, uh, what, what, what New Japan theme should we, should we I don't want to make it Nakamura again. Why don't yeah. you do, since we don't have to worry about licensing rights, yeah. why don't we do Makabe's theme of okay. uh, immigrant, his immigrant song cover? Okay. Bye, everybody.
Sound.